listening to? You're listening to the Get to Know podcast. What's happening, guys? This is Liam, and you're locked in to the Get to Know podcast. If you're listening right now, big up yourself. I really appreciate you. And I have some great shows coming up, so make sure you subscribe. Each week, we'll be getting to know a guest, hence the name Get to Know. See what I did there? Simple but effective. <laughs> All right, so today, as it's the first episode, I thought I would bless you with two guests. So I have singer-songwriter Iman Lake, as well as creative director and his manager, Aziz Bello. Big up them for coming on, man. First episode, I really appreciate it. Now, these guys, really talented. They released Stranger Days, their last single, with a comic book to go with it. And we'll also be talking about their other work. You can get the comic at imanlake.com. All right, so we are locked into the Get to Know podcast, and I am joined by Iman Lake and Aziz Bello. How are you doing, guys? We're good, man. Yeah, we're good, good, man. Happy to be here. Happy to be here. All right. Nice one, honestly. Really, thanks a lot for coming. Really appreciate it. To get into things, uh, we're going to go for the, the quick fire rounds. I'll ask you a question. You've got to give me that an answer. All right, sweet. Perfect. All right. So we're going in now. So first one, English or maths? English. English. Now, Master's really messed, I'm not going to lie. <laughs> <laughs> um, Messi or Ronaldo? Ronaldo. Messi. Okay. Uh, films or TV series? Films. Films. Cats or dogs? Cats. Cats. <laughs> and Apple or Android? Apple. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? That's very funny. We we used to have discussion all the time because I'm a I'm an ex Android guy, but now I'm an Apple Wave man. But I'll still say Android. Yeah. Okay, first. Yeah. And Nike or Adidas? Nike. Nike. Unless it's easy, so that's your answer. Kanye West or Jay Z? Jay Z. Wait, what was, what was the answer? Kanye or Jay Z? Kanye, Jay Z, Kanye. Okay. Spider-Man or Batman? Oh, um, Spider-Man. Spider-Man. Yeah. Instagram or Twitter? Twitter. Twitter. Yeah, good choice. And finally, winter or summer? Summer. Winter. Oh, okay. Why winter? Summer's lit. That's what I'm saying. That's why I say winter. Nah, I was, I was, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a winter baby, innit? I was born on Christmas. Okay. So, and I was yeah. born in the summer, so it makes sense. Yeah. I'm an autumn guy, but I was I prefer summer still. But... Alright, <laughs> <laughs> right, so well obviously I've got you here, you know, to talk about you know make the comic and also your other work. But before I get into all that, how do you type you two actually know each other? How do you go? Um, we went to school together, okay. So we've been in Charles and um, yeah, we went to different like um paths after school and then university, and then 
when we when I started doing music because at the same time as he started, you know, getting into the directing bag and then we just came together and then it's been it's been that ever since, just starting to work together and just make things happen. Literally. So you kind of so you went to school together and then you kind of went your separate ways and then it was after a little while you kind of reconvened but you yeah, yeah, but but when we were in school, like we we were friends. It's not like we were just like we just knew each other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah like we were friends, and then obviously we went off to sixth form, and then we were still friends, but we just hadn't seen each other. Didn't really have much reason to be around each other. And then uni, everyone goes in separate ways. And then yeah. in like 2016, um, that's when I got into photography and, and stuff. And then. I needed a model and then a little bit of guy than, than this guy, you know? <laughs> and then after that, I think, yeah, one more year of uni and then, then we linked up again and he started playing me his music. And then, yeah, man, that was a wrap. <laughs> All right. So uh, firstly, Iman, can you talk to me about, you know, kind of your background and how you ended up getting into music? So like, I come from uh, Nigerian uh, family and, but um, I'd say I'd say because of my siblings is that's that was the origin of me and music kind of thing. Like they would play me a lot of the music they were listening to because they were much older. So it would be like like I wouldn't naturally be inclined to listen to that music. But because they showed it to me, it's like oh my god, this is cool, this is amazing. So I feel like I've always grown up with the appreciation of like of great music because you know it was like the nineties and the two thousands. That's what it's like. That was a pioneering time. Mm. I feel like my first um, contact with music was a lot of great pioneering artists. So I feel like throughout my life, I've always appreciated that kind of music. And then it was a thing where throughout school, I did music, but it was always a, a passive thing. Obviously I sing songwriting and it's like, socially that's great, you know, girls and stuff, but it was <laughs> like a thing that I could do. And I felt like, yeah, one day I'll, I'll, I'll pick it up. But then I feel like I was at uni. And then, you know, when you go to uni, you're just a bit like, uh, like what's going on here? What am I here? Yeah. I started. I started like really putting time into it and like figuring out the craft of it. And then, um, yeah. So since then, I just knew that this was something I was about. I'll pursue. It was just about. It was just about getting into every all the pieces coming together, and then it, they came together naturally. And yeah, we start started the journey. And that's it. So how did that transition happen between you actually growing up with all this good music to you thinking? Um, it's a thing where I've had I've had contact with like like the 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 reality of being an artist at a young age. There was like um, uh, the, I, I, I knew a few artists and and stuff, uh, and I, I I had I've been in studio sessions and I I'd, I'd seen it and I felt like I felt like it was something that was tangible. Even though I grew up like musical side on TV. But in being a teenager and seeing people actually do it, it made it more tangible, more tangible reality. And I feel like it was just a case of educating myself and what I needed to, what what I needed to do to actually pursue it properly. Yeah. You know, yeah, that was the transition through. So you said like your older siblings were kind of introduced you to a lot of music. What sort of music was that? Like who, who were you talking about with the influences? So, so obviously, you know, it's like it's this MTV bass era, Kiss music, when that sort of days. Charles, Kanye, Fifty Cent, like after Fifty Heavy when he came out, um, just like hip hop, R and B, pop music, Timberlake, 
everything really so everything everything that was popular and mainstream and then as i grew up i just i started, started to find my own niches in the music i enjoyed and so i feel like everything that i listened to just coalesced into you know what i make yeah. and what i'm yeah and like uh, you have quite a unique style like who in who um, influences you stylistically stylistically i'll say one of one of the writers that i look up to is like frank ocean um his writing style is really unique and very particular so I, that was what definitely inspired me in the early stages of me starting to make music and then i like the artists that i that i i try i look at and like I try to take things like kanye's jay-z's yeah. and then, and then yeah that's just generally it i feel like i feel like there's there's many more but i feel like those are the big ones but then when it comes to the myself i feel like i, I just i just do what feels natural and that's that's what that's what it is just go with a vibe <laughs> Uh, so Aziz, talk to me about your journey. I mean, I know you're, you're clearly a very creative person. I can't help but think that that was always in you. But I know your journey was a little bit unorthodox. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I feel like I feel like unconsciously throughout like, my whole childhood and like growing up, I've probably always been into like the creative, I guess, industry because, oh, not not the creative industry, but like creative um, forms of expression because. My mum used to take like so many pictures when I was growing up mm. and like when I, you know, throughout like my childhood and like when I was a teenager, I used to take a lot of pictures as well. I had a lot of pictures on my phone, but it was like, before, this was like before the whole era of like everyone just taking selfies, yeah. you know what I mean? I feel like I, I was always into that, but I feel like during my um, academic journey, like throughout school and like sixth form in uni, I didn't do anything creative. So like from like primary school, I mean, I guess I used to be into like acting and stuff like that, but when I went to secondary school, it was just like straight science, statistics, maths, like no creative, no like media, no drama, no nothing like that. Then I went off to sixth form, did uh, biology, chemistry, psychology, nothing creative. Uni did biochemistry. And then it wasn't until I was in uni that, like I, I kind of felt like I, I didn't have any talents. Like I had housemates and like they were into different things. Like one of them was into football, other one was like he was like properly into science, another one was like a photographer. And I just felt like I didn't have anything. So then I remember like throughout like my whole um secondary school and like a sixth form, I was um working during the summer, so I'd been like saving up money. Mm-hmm. And then um I basically just like said that like, this summer I'm not gonna work, I'm just gonna work for myself. And then I invested, I bought like a camera and a laptop, like a laptop that was like powerful enough to like handle the software. And then I literally just started shouting people and everyone was like, I was even like shouting people like, yo, like I just want to work with you for free. Like, and everyone was like, no, we're good. Thank you. Cause obviously I didn't have any experience. So then I just started reaching out to my friends and my friends who like, I thought had a like unique style of their own and like friends who were kind of like fashion forward like this guy you know <laughs> and then um yeah i just started doing photo shoots and then i started um creative directing for an artist um who i, I did a couple of videos for and then after that i was that that kind of like introduced me into like the music industry and i was like really around a lot of people um who were in 
like different positions. So like I was around managers, I was around producers. I was like I was the like photographer, videographer, editor. So it's like I kind of like definitely learned a lot about everything. And then after that, I realized that it really wasn't. It, it was really within my skill set to be able to manage somebody. And then you know, me. I, I don't even know how like I started managing a man, but. It was just a thing where it just happened organically. Yeah, it was a, it was a, the case where I didn't ask him to manage me, and then he didn't ask to be my manager. He yeah. just started working. It literally, that was it. Because like, I feel like, obviously, I had like quite a few connections from what I was doing before, and I feel like he had like talent and like the work rate to just like keep going. Do you know what I mean? So from there, it just like happened organically. But yeah, I didn't have a background doing anything creative, but. I just developed it. So, how, why do you think you kind of veered away from the creative side and more like you know the science and the statistical side? Because you know it's, it's clearly a passion of yours. So, why do you think it took so long for you to really dive into that? Um, I just feel like I, I didn't like I never experimented. Do you know what I mean? And I feel like in a weird way, I feel like science and like what I'm doing now are like so related. Yeah. Like there's so there's so many transferable skills. Like just being able to like kind of analyze a situation or be able to, to know that there's different variables that go into something happening like nothing just happens everything happens i guess for a reason or there's always like cause and effect like nothing just like happens like that do you know what i mean so i feel like going with that mindset of like understanding you know um certain reactions and like how compounds and certain things form and like you know how the body works and different things like that it's like i could kind of transfer some of those skills into like the industry and maybe look at the industry or career as a body do you know what i mean and see like what variables need to like work well and i could look at other people and see like what they're doing right and what and if they don't do those things what happens and it's just like that type of transferable transferable skills so uh, when you started the degree what was your intention in terms of work-wise what did you want to go on to do <laughs> you know what yeah when i when i started my degree there was a thing where i was just good at science like from primary school i was just like i had an interest in it and i was good at it so it's just like i was just doing it yeah. <laughs> you know what I, mean? I feel like from when i was young i always said like i'm gonna be a businessman but I didn't know what I was gonna do. I was I, literally, I'd always just said like, even if it's in science, I'm gonna probably veer off into like pharmaceuticals and being, or maybe being like a consultant or some, something along those lines. But I didn't think I was gonna be working in a lab, that's for sure. Mm. But I always felt like I had the people skills, like based on the jobs that I've done in the past. And I could like kind of read situations. So I felt like, I always felt like, that was going to be my final calling but i had no idea it was going to be in the creative industry but it just happened that way yeah so um with both of you now you're in you know deep into the creative industry and you know you're making waves but what has if anything has surprised you about being in the industry like positive or negative i think it's um positive um people aren't as far away as you think they are mm -hmm. like things are very uh, attainable and and, and and reachable um it just it just takes a bit of uh a bit of like 
you know, knocking on the right door or asking the right question kind of thing. Things are very, like, the six degrees of separation are very real. And if you, if you have something in your mind that you want to do, you just have to follow the right steps and you can, you can definitely do it. Like, nothing, nothing is unattainable and no goal can't really, can't be accomplished. Obviously, there's a, there are a lot of factors that work against, you know, your a lot of intentions but like if you really are thorough then anything can really be done that you try that you try to so that's been a positive outlook for me yeah i would say um for me i feel like one thing that's really been a positive is just us working together like i know that that doesn't really talk about the industry but i feel like we're like on the same wavelength and we kind of have a clear vision and we're on the same page so it's a thing where you know it's, it's really important in this industry to be able to like trust somebody and like kind of you know know that you guys aren't you know gonna I mean it's possible but you don't think that you're gonna deviate in the future like you know that your end goal is kind of the same thing and it's like um you're just working towards the same to the same goal. I feel like that's definitely something that has been um, beneficial. Like, yeah, work, working with each other. But I'll definitely say, I don't know, I don't know to what he said. Um, definitely a thing about you know nothing's un- nothing's unattainable. I feel like if you do enough research, and I feel like again it goes back to the science thing. It's like if you do enough research, you'll find the answers because it's just like you just have to learn from your mistakes and really do research into how you can reach the goals that you've kind of set for yourself so like the comic for example that's something that you know i'm pretty sure a lot of people would probably look at it and be like like how did you come with this idea like like did you have somebody helping you but it's like when you break it down it's really not as complex as it probably seems do you know what I mean? Like, or maybe not to us because we have that mindset. Do you know what I mean? Maybe to other people who don't have that mindset, they might it might seem like such a big task. But yeah, we've got a lot more in store. Yeah. Just know that. <laughs> good. So, so uh, now you've mentioned the comic. Yeah, it's a good segue. So um, I know that it, the initial inspiration came from the um, Aha Take Me Out, uh, sorry, Take On Me video. Um, yeah. Good, good song and video, by the way. Uh, so how did that turn into becoming an actual physical comic? Yeah, so I think, yeah, I, I sent that to Aziz and he was like, oh, this is sick. And it was like... No, no, you, you have to start from the failure because we failed first before oh, yeah, you got yeah, to... Oh, yeah, okay. You know so, I mean? so yeah, we had the song and then we shot a video for it and then it was it was a, it was a live action video and and we had a few loca- we had a location for the video set up and then the last minute it just fell through and then we had and then we got an emergency backup and then it would have worked but then last minute that fell through so we went to the third option and then we, we did it and then when we came time to you know edit it up and, and look back on it it was like it just didn't work it didn't fit the original vision so then we had to just go back to the drawing board, go back to square one. So we, as we do, we're just sending references to each other, sending ideas. I sent the AHA video to Aziz and he was like, this is sick. And then obviously, because we've known each other such a long time, he knows that I'm into comic books. And he was like, you know what? You should write a comic book. Because like, the thing about the song is that I had a lot of ideas that I wanted to pack into it. But obviously, with the original video we had, it was the thing where 
we didn't we didn't have the resources to like put all of that into live action so we had to try to achieve it with a, a very artistic something that looked good and was you know said something you lay the line down if you found out but you're busy scratching posts to ever know where you come from is where you run from but looking around you never know that you will ghost a single fire a billion fates a single lie is all it takes in the time before the maze these are strange stranger days translate everything I meant and everything that, that I intended for the song into the into the visuals. So it was like we had like kind of no idea that it was gonna do as well as it did. Yeah. Um I feel like originally it was more a thing where we thought like you know we'll sell it at shows and like you know hopefully like some people would buy it. Um even though we had like an idea to definitely continue the you know the series and continue making comic books in the future just because you know we, we want many streams of uh income do you know what i mean so this was something that we feel like i mean we felt like um could definitely keep going maybe even after music and could grow into its own thing but um yeah we were like very happy with the response that it got yeah tell me about it tell me talk, talk to me more about the success that um you know the response that it's had um i feel like uh, so the, the, I think the way it went out was that it went out. It was like it went viral on um, Twitter a couple of times, and I feel like one of the reasons was because of the the lack of um, the lack of the kind of that the, like the black comic book previously. So I feel like it kind of that it just resonated with people, and for that reason, people just you know everyone was inside, everyone was lo- looking. It was like I feel like it was a perfect confluence of events. So everyone was just inside, and we we wanted new forms of content or whatever the case may be. And then it just came at the perfect time, and then everyone just you know they they gravitated towards it. Yeah, and and I also feel like you know it, it was a black comic book, but that was literally us just writing our reality. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like this was like like I said last year, way before you know the whole George Floyd um like tragedy and like everything else that has happened in more recent time so it wasn't even a thing where we were trying to make like a black comic book we're just making a comic book based on ourselves and i feel like also the fact that you know it had a song attached to it and like it was animated and like you know when you get the physical you get a physical comic book and when you get it you know it takes you through to the animated video i feel like all of that all together just really made people say like this is different you know 
Yeah, that's exactly what I thought. And um, it's definitely got legs to it because when I finished it, I'm thinking, oh, I want to know what happens next. Like, I'm, I want to see more. Yeah. So, Don't worry, uh, we got you, bro. Good, man. That's what I want to hear. <laughs> yeah. The next one's coming. Yeah, so, so when was it originally written? Um, I think we finished it in like December or January, or mm. tw- either December twenty nineteen or January, um, twenty twenty. So it was it was written quite early on this year, and um, it was it was crazy. It was crazy because like a lot, a few of the things we put in happened this mm. year. So it just felt like. It was just bizarre, mate. It was bizarre. It was, it was crazy, and it, it it was actually written like like last year, um, October, but it was like kind of finished around December, January. Yeah. Um, but one thing that was like so crazy, um, like there, there's so many things that were so crazy about the comic that like kind of translated into real life, like you know the stock the stock markets crashing, um, the explosion in Beirut. Yeah. Like the the visual of that versus what was in the comic book was like literally side by side looked exactly the same. And obviously the Australian wildfires. The wild it's just like it was it was mad. <laughs> and yeah. Those are all tragedies. Those are all things that we wouldn't want to happen, but it's just crazy that they did, you know. It was a thing where these were these were these felt like worst case scenarios. You know, this felt like the worst thing that could happen that wouldn't happen. You know, so for me, it was it was about raising awareness and trying to drown out the feeling of apathy that you know is in that we feel in society. In the sense that you know, we all have we all have these lives that we live, and 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 sometimes it can feel like we're trudging along while the world is happening around us. But it's like we're part of the world and we have a, we have a stake in it. So I felt like. Um, I just wanted to reflect that like we're not we're not we're not passive we are active members of of our of our world and our society so i feel like yeah that's that was the key thing for me that i tried to put across yeah and obviously iman wrote the song and the comic um but the interpretation that i took out of it like when i read it for the first time was it's kind of like putting you like he said into that worst case scenario but then giving you the chance to be like, that's what could have happened. But now you have a chance to, you know, change what could possibly happen. Like you've seen the worst, but luckily that isn't the case right now. And you can, you know, change the future, I guess. But yeah, I guess as we've seen in the past year, the worst case yeah. scenarios pretty much happened. So what is um, like the creative process? Let's say, you know, Oman's written the song, or a song and then you kind of um, want to come up with say an album cover or a music video so what's the process from the song being written to say the the artwork or the video being produced um, i think it usually happens quite organically like i know that that's such a cliche answer to give but it really and truly does i feel like um so with the Stranger Days, or let's even go back to like eleven five. That was the first single, but um, with that video, like we went to an art exhibition, and um, we pretty much just like filmed in there. And the the art exhibition was actually called um, Days of Future Past. Strange Days. Str- yeah, Strange Days of Future Past, and it's crazy because that came 
I guess before yeah, it came before Stranger Days. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it it came before Stranger Days, but it didn't inspire Stranger Days. And with the with the artwork for the um the the song, that was just a picture that we took inside of the exhibition and then just made it look more like an artwork. And then with um Stranger Days, that was based on a picture that we a photo shoot that we did with a photographer called Dean Dumer. And um you know, when I originally heard the song, like for the first time in the studio, the vision that I had for like what I thought the music video could be was pretty much what we shot in that photo shoot. And then we got that illustrated. And then with Neptune, Neptune was the next song. That was literally this artwork that Imran's sister drew or painted, should I say, when uh, she went to Nigeria. Can you tell what it is? No. <laughs> it's basically an umbrella. It's like okay, yeah, like a beach umbrella. Like you know, if you were oh, like a parasol. Yeah. So like, if if you're just like lying. So she, when she drew that, it was like she drew that, and it was just here. And I was like, bro, that artwork is sick. Like, let's let's make that the artwork for one of the songs. And then it kind of went with the theme of the song as well. Because and then that inspired the animation that came afterwards. And then for the birds. That visual, that's the latest song that just came out. If you ain't heard that. Yeah, I love that song, by the way. Oh, yeah, okay, good. <laughs> Go check that on Spotify. Um, but literally, here's the artwork for that. Yeah, I just had a blackboard, and I was like, oh, wait, right, it. right out. Yeah, so it literally just like wrote it out. And that was um, like just an idea that came from like just for the birds. The birds don't deserve any effort, you know what I mean? Give them as little effort as possible. So we just like drew stick figures and then that just came. But I know what you got, got coming. I don't know what you're gonna do. But I know that you can't keep running. Yeah. All that running and gunnings for the birds and shit. Back shots, ice hot, all that frozen dick. Break a piece for my jacks and the rocks and sip. Now my hair's growing on some Samson shit. Uh, ego on a Kanye dip. Brand new fit, you can't match this drip. Uh, she swirl and split after this i can't fuck with a basic bitch don't don't drive but i uber the whip no brekkie in bed i'm gonna always dip and i pick for the road with the metal in the neck like And then for all the other singles that are yet to come, um, yeah, the idea, like, obviously I can't explain it now because they're not out yet, but the ideas will pretty much just come from life experiences that just come naturally. Yeah, and then the visuals, I feel like, uh, I feel like sometimes they're connected, but sometimes it's just about us, like, listening to the song and, and what we see. And uh, yeah. so what is your favorite um, song that you've produced? Oh, um, that's a tough one. Um, I don't think I could, I could give, I could give a favorite. You know, it's like uh, having a favorite kids kind of thing. Um, but there's, there's, there's some songs that are definitely like the, the, the studio session that, that it was just like, it was great. I, I remember there was a week that I just like every song I made that week was just like. 
10 10 it just and, and that week just felt so probably in that week the songs i made during that week were my favorite none of those are out yet so i can't really speak too much on them but it's like it's like um do you watch dragon ball z yeah so there's like you know how so there's this instinct that that goku has it's like ultra instinct where like after all these years of training his body just moves on itself so i feel like in that week that's i was in ultra instinct i was just like <laughs> just working by itself so i feel like yeah those songs and then yeah that's, that's it, yeah. no he's lit man what can i say <laughs> so uh, <laughs> how would you describe your sound man? um so i feel like every song just lives in a different pocket you know so i feel like i i, I try to i try to be an artist that um that i like it's that it's that, it's that i think i don't know who quoted it but it's like every artist should reflect the times or whatever but i feel like i try to reflect not only the times but my life and different experiences and the in you know in the hope that it'll resonate with someone but i feel like when it comes to like the actual music and the genre i feel like I can, I, it just depends on, on, on the moment of, of, of the creation. It depends on the feeling in the studio. So I feel like the sound the sound fluctuates, but like the content is what I try to stay true to. So I feel like that is that is it to a T, you know? I feel like the greatest artists, they, they just move in and out of, of genre. So I feel like that's what I try to emulate and inspire towards. So yeah. Yeah, no, I, I feel like nowadays it's kind of, I mean, most artists don't really want to be boxed in. You know what I mean? And I also feel like, even even though that's the case, I feel like with Oman, it's especially hard because like he just said, every song is very different. So it's a thing where it's more just about the journey. Do you know what I mean? I'm not sure if that just sounds super <laughs> like I'm... Uh, I, feel, makes a lot. I feel like in, in, in the projects, I feel like no, those aren't out yet, but I feel like in the projects there is definitely there's definitely a, a a a sound within within the projects that that works. But I feel like even every project is different to the last. There's a you know, so I feel like there is seamlessness when it comes to music when they're put together. I feel like you know, yeah, and I, I feel like that goes back to the point of like the journey. It's like because even though the projects sound cohesive, the individual songs on the project might sound very different. You know, and I feel like that's most that's like how most of the best albums are. Like they're very cohesive, you know, they've got a good length, they've got skits or whatever, but then they're also like very different. Like it's it's pushing the boundaries, that's basically what I'm trying to say. It's all about pushing boundaries and that's what I feel like Iman does well. Yeah, I agree because from what I've heard, the songs I've heard it's sick because you have that sound that you can tell it's you, you know it's you, but the, the projects also sound different which is it's that perfect blend because i think some a lot of um like the criticism that some artists will get so i might say oh i like this person and then the person that i'm saying that to might say oh yeah but all their songs sound the same but with you that's it's not the case it's like you have that individual sound on each record but you still got that you still, still got your style on there like you can tell it to you man. and you really matched that pretty well i was just gonna say i feel like um like even though you said that i feel like there's definitely something for everyone so i feel like probably once um i don't know after like two years and like people have heard quite the spectrum of music i feel like there's definitely going to be a sound that everybody can love like they might not like everything but they're going to like at least something from the whole spectrum sure yeah 
So um, obviously we've had lockdown recently. I mean, how how did you two find that, and how did it impact your creativity, if, if at all? Um, yeah, yeah. I'll say I'll say the second lockdown for me it was definitely a, a reflective, reflective one. So like summer, I feel like everyone was still adjusting to, to to what was going on and stuff. But I feel like the second one, it was, it, you know, we we knew the we knew the rodeo, and it was more of you know. How can it's like, yeah, I feel like I had more time with myself just to like really uh, take stock of the year and the last however much time. And so it was definitely a reflective period for me. So, and um, yeah. Yeah, I would say um, with the lockdown, I feel like, I feel like we were pretty productive because I feel like, um, you know, with like the, the Neptune um, illustration and like, even like the For The Birds song, that was all made in like the lockdown, like the artwork for the, actually the artwork and the visual for a song that's coming in February, that was made at the start of lockdown. Um, and I feel like, I feel like it's a thing where we had, like uh, like I said before, like we have a clear vision. So we've been working towards that. And even though there's been a lockdown, we've just had to adapt. And I feel like we've adapted pretty well to, like the situation where like you know some people might um just be like oh well next year once lockdown's over but it's like we've kind of found a way to kind of pivot and be like okay we're gonna go this way now and we just gotta go hard so personally i feel like it hasn't been that it hasn't been that bad i feel like definitely it's not the same but it hasn't been terrible and what are your favorite parts of of your careers so in terms of say like is it being in the studio or, or writing the songs um what what do you guys prefer um i'm i'm getting accustomed to appreciating all of it you know i feel like initially as an artist obviously the favorite is just being in the studio writing songs all of that and the other the other parts are always it's always an adjustment but i feel like i'm re- reaching a stage that it's like obviously we're not we're not like things aren't moving by itself at this point but it's reaching a stage where you know we've built we've built up a muscle memory to certain things so i feel like every part has become enjoyable but um some some still difficult but you know there's learning to be there's learning to, to find in it but but obviously yeah it's just it's just writing the songs you know correct coming up with the ideas that's the good stuff you know it's the magic yeah i feel like i'm i'm the same i feel like i feel like the good thing about me and mine is that like we we make a good team so mine's not just like an artist that's like oh okay i made a song like go do the visual go like try to market it it's, it's like it's literally both of us hands-on do you know what i mean and it's like you know i'm a director as well so it's like for me the same way he feels probably feels about you know writing and making music that's how i feel about you know coming up with the visual ideas and, and doing that side of things but at the same time you know there's so many other things that we have to like kind of learn like as we're on this journey and i feel like you know we've been doing that together so it's yeah it's been it's been pretty good uh, you, yeah, we're just working basically. Yeah. So I feel like I enjoy everything. And uh, what have been your career highlights so far? Mm, um, I say I say dropping the first song. That was that was a it felt it was a milestone. It just felt it was the first song in it, so yeah. it was like oh, okay, this is a, 
the great Phoenix news. And then um, probably probably the response to the comic book so far. And yeah, that is, those two are going to be the first of so first of a lot, first of many. I'd say I've had so many, man. <laughs> I feel like definitely, like I said, working with one that's definitely a career highlight. And then I'd say a lot of the songs, like you know, setting up the sessions and then hearing the music, it's like that's definitely a highlight. And then I'd also say um, making the comic. I feel like that was like a, a super highlight because it was just like it was just so fun. And then not we weren't even thinking about the response. It was just about like getting the ideas out and then making it. Because it's like, we've all read so many comic books, do you know what I mean? But then us actually making our own and then trying to make it as close to, or even better than what we've read in the past, is like, that was really fun. And then I'd say, um, there's a visual that's coming out in February. That was really fun, making that too. <laughs> like, yeah, when you see that, you know which one we're talking about. But yeah, that was really fun. And, and yeah, okay, I didn't not speak too much, but. <laughs> no, go on. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to hear it. <laughs> the EP as well, that's coming next year. That was a fun process. Oh. Yeah. Is that what's coming next um, from you guys? No? All right. No, 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 no. Okay. That's, that's, that's a bit away, but it's. It's a bit away. It's on the horizon. Yeah. Yeah. But it was a fun process working on that. Yeah, I feel like just creating in general, like Literally. every form of it is just like, it's just, it's great, you know? Yeah. So, uh, what is next on the horizon for you guys? Um. So, yeah, just just a few more songs, a few more visuals, and then, and then it would be, is, yeah. Yeah, that's pretty much it. Yeah, and, and if I want to build a bit more hype, I would say um, a visual for the song that's just come out for the birds potentially a remix for it with some people that you might know you know maybe you don't but regardless it's going to be good um and then that visual in february and the song in february that's going to be good and then after that there's just going to be a lot more music and who knows what we might come up with in that time you know we've got a lot planned like the, the end of the year so look forward to that all right nice guys uh, how about you me so yeah, yeah so this is the early stages so I do, I'm, i've got a few episodes of this to film um and then yeah this, he's going to be released soon i've got some really exciting people uh coming up on on the pod so um yeah it's it's it's, it's exciting time man like it's, it's nice to see all of us just creating yeah, happy to hear that and th- this is sick like you know a-, a lot of people like have ideas but they don't act on them so it's really good that like you had an idea and you're you know bringing it to life and like even like reaching out to us like you know definitely down to do this because we just like to see you know creativity and progress and people i guess putting their visions into action yeah well, no, i appreciate that if we saw the ripples in our souls just like the seas and diamonds fell to earth like they were leaves Tell me what will we be? What will we be? I can't heal your pain And we can't change our names Fuck it, let's
let's cut down the grain Could be a beautiful thing Tell me what you like to do tonight I'll do it for you I'll do it for you Dreaming on a tide We're sending in jewels We're sending in jewels We met in a place where the deserts touch the seas A time before a time when birds nested with the bees You told me the fusion dance And we practiced in the sheets You made me your disciple In the most ancient of techniques So tell me what you like to do and I I'll do it for you I'll do it for you Dreaming on its side Selling in jewels Selling in jewels All right, so um what we're going to do next, almost just to end the show, um, it's a little trivia section. So yeah, what we've got, I've got five questions for you each on uh, comics. So we'll see who, yeah, yeah, we'll see how you get on. He's definitely going to win. <laughs> Is he? <laughs> yeah, but let's, let's see. see. So who wants to go first? Uh, I might as well go first because I'm probably not going <laughs> to. <laughs> All right, we'll see. Get me out of the way. <laughs> All right, so first question mm. Who was the first costume superhero? So it's multiple choice. Mm. All right, so A Phantom, B Arrow, C Crimson Avenger, or D Superman? You know, so I think I think ours is probably Superman, but when you said Crimson, I was thinking um, Crimson, Crimson Chin. Um, <laughs> Fair your parents. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I feel like, I feel like you might be baiting me out with the Superman because that's the most famous. But I'm just gonna say Superman. All right. Um, Emma, um, what do you think? I'm gonna I'm gonna say Superman as well. You know. Yeah. All right. All right. It's actually Phantom. Phantom. Who is Phantom? I don't know, guys. <laughs> What's next? What's next? Alright, so what year was the first com- modern comic book printed? A, 1920, B, 1933, C, 1940, D, 1942? 1942. Uh, yeah, I'll th- I, it's, it's a, for me, it's a time between 1920 and 1933. Yikes. Um, I feel like 33 was like Batman and that. Okay, what yeah. they won the first. So I changed my answer to 1920. 1920. Yeah. The answer is actually B, 1933. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so close. <laughs> All right, next question. Who is Luke Cage's best friend and partner in crime fighting? A, Daredevil. B, Human Torch. C, Doctor Strange. D, Iron Fist. Daredevil. No, 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 Daredevil. <laughs> wait, wait. Read, read the, read the, read the um, questions again, please. I mean, the answers. Uh, so, uh, Daredevil, Human Torch, Doctor Strange, or Iron Fist? Iron Fist. That is correct. There you go. Come on, you're the bomb. <laughs> uh, what building 
served as the original headquarters for the Fantastic Four? Is it A, Baxter Building, B, 4 Freedoms Plaza, C, Stark Tower, or D, Titans Tower? The first one. A. Baxter Building. Yeah. That is correct. Yes, you know the word. <laughs> All right, last question. Who is Scar? Is it A, Son of Four, B, Son of Wolverine, yeah, S-K-A-A-R? Brother of Mufasa. I'm <laughs> <laughs> oh, joking. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Read that again. No, so, all right. So it is. So the answers are A, Son of Four, B, Son of Wolverine, C, Son of Hulk, or D, Son of Tarzan. I mean, if you're talking about comics, it's not going to be Tarzan. Did the Hulk have a son? I think it's, it's probably Son of Thor. Because it just seems like, you know, it would be him. You know, he had one eye and that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah? Oh, no, it was actually Hulk. Uh, Hulk. It was Hulk. Hulk had a son? Uh, what, with Black Widow? With Sierra the Old Strong. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. I All right, so. But, I mean, I've got, I've got two out of five. Yeah. I mean, it's not a win, but we learn. Exactly. If you get asked these questions again, you'll get them right. So. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Let's go. All right. So, step two. Now, what is the best selling comic book of all time? A. Batman 428. B. X Men 1. C. Spider Man 375. D, the Amazing Spider-Man 583. Uh, okay. uh, I'd say X-Men, X-Men 1. I, I, I think it's probably... Oh, he's right. Because I, I was about to say I think it's Spider-Man because he said two Spider-Man options. But, wait, let's see, let's see. It actually is X-Men 1. Good start. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Come on. All right, second question. What colour was the Incredible Hulk originally? A green, B purple, C grey, D red. C grey. C grey. It is grey? Okay. Come on. <laughs> so we're, we're, drawing, we're, drawing. we're drawing right now. Alright, so well, you're bound to be getting the next three wrong. So nice. <laughs> he's gonna get the right. <laughs> I predicted it that he was gonna win, so let's see, let's see. Let's I hope see. he gets five out of five. <laughs> he wins, I win, you know. Yeah, hey, see. I love that. What member of the Avengers is brother to the supervillain Thanos? A. Star Fox. B. Warlock. C. Thor. D. Captain Marvel. Say, say that again, please. Uh, Star Fox. A. Or B. Warlock. Uh, A. Jeez. Okay. Come on, come on. <laughs> He's gonna get a five out of five. All right, we'll see. Uh, now, next question: What color is Robin's cape? Is it A red, B yellow, C green, or D black? Yellow. It is yellow. Smashing it. <laughs> One the last one. This is the last one. Let's see. Let's see. All right. What is Green Lantern's weakness? A coldness, B darkness, C women, 
Or D, the color yellow. It's the same as Robin's cape. It's yellow. Smashed it. Five out of five. Oh, man. I told you. Oh, man. Okay. Hey. Well done, man. Wait. How how can your weakness be the color yellow? I don't know myself, to be honest. I don't really do that. So, wait. Much, but I so, so if you've got yellow TV, he's smiling in his face. He's like, ah. <laughs> <laughs> I guess it's a myth for him, yeah. In, in, in the comic books, yeah. Mm. All the all the lanterns they they exist on a spectrum, so every emotion has a color, mm. and the weakness for obviously willpower is green and fear is yellow, so that's the that's mm. the weakness. Yeah, First, that makes sense. Yes. Do you think it has something to do with um, the color like, yeah, the color yeah, spectrum yeah, yeah. are like opposites. Yeah, makes Basically. sense. All right, so we're almost at the end now. The last thing. Um, I'm curious to know is obviously you've just had the end of the year Spotify wrapped Apple Music replay so who are your guys top artists I mean my top artist was I should know this but I'm just going to make it up because I don't want to go with who was my actual uh, talk to you I'd say (laughs) (laughs) I'd say um I'll go with Santi. Santi? Oh, Cruel Santino. Change his name. I've not heard of him. What sort of vibe is that? Oh, you know what's mad? He's actually, he's he's not similar to Iman at all, but they're similar in the way that they don't really have a clear, like, you can't really pinpoint, you can't be like, this is Santi's sound. I feel like eventually, actually, I feel like you'll get there with Iman, but with Santi, his sound is just like so different. Yeah. All right, cool. I'll check him out. Nigerian artist, yeah, definitely. Yeah, that's worth looking out. Listen to um, uh, what's it called? Mandy Sparky. No, no, no. His project. It's called um, oh. Mandy in the Jungle. Money in the Jungle. No, oh. Mandy M A N D Y in the Jungle. Okay. Okay. All right. Cool. Safe. I'll check that out. Okay, my, my top. I think. I think it's every year. It's the same. It's always Kanye. Yeah, Kanye West. Yeah, easy. You a genius. You did it again. <laughs> <laughs> What's your favorite Kanye West album? Uh, I feel like the best, the objective best is beautiful, my beautiful, beautiful but beautiful. mine is personally Jesus. Okay, okay. No, Jesus is Jesus is up there, hundred percent. But I feel like um, because I feel like Jesus was like boundary pushing. Yeah. You know? I feel like um, definitely like it has to be my my beautiful doctor's fancy because I feel like that album is, is 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 near perfect, you know, in terms of like you know album length, transitions, mm. features, skits, musicality, mixing, everything. I feel like that it's, album is my beautiful doctor's yeah, fancy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd agree with that, but I feel like but the reason why it uses my favorite, I feel like. Just, just the raw emotion of the project. Where was it in my life when it came out, mm-hmm. and like everything that came with the project in terms of like the interviews, just the general everything around it. You but, know, it was a book time. It, but I feel like my beautiful dark twisted, the artwork as well. Yeah, yeah. The visuals, the short film. Come on. Yeah. Done. <laughs> Done. 
<laughs> Come on, man. Yeah, it was sick, man. It was sick. Yeah, it was sick. All right, man. Well, guys, it's been a pleasure recording with you guys. I honestly wishing you all the best. Um, looking forward to the next single, the EP. And um, yeah, anything to, to close with? For the birds out now. For the birds out now. For the birds out now. Visual coming soon. Remix coming top of the year. More more tunes playing head top. What's your speak on his name? <laughs> all right. Love, guys. All the best. Yeah. Well, thank you. And yeah, when the new comment comes out, we'll be sending you one. Appreciate it. Comes out. Yeah. But yeah, thank you. Okay. And peace. Safe. There we have it, Iman Lake and Aziz Bello. Honestly, big up those guys, man. I really like what they're doing. Uh, clearly very talented and I'm excited to see what they're gonna bring out next because yeah, man, it's a great duo. Really pure, authentic vibe. Yeah, and I wish them all the best. You can follow them on Twitter for more updates. So Iman Lake is at chillforme underscore and Aziz Bello is Aziz Bello underscore. Uh, I'll put them in the description as well. All right, so just before I go, I am actually known as a bit of a plug by some people for TV shows. So each episode, I will give a recommendation for you guys. Now, the first one is The Great Heist. You can find this on Netflix. Now, it's like a cross between Money Heist and Narcos, so a group of guys uh, attempt to rob uh, a, bar, a bank of Colombia. Uh, it's based on a true story. Um, it's only six episodes, 45 minutes per episode, so it's not a big commitment, but yeah, it's a really good show. I recommend you watch that. You'd really enjoy it. All right, now, uh, that's it from me, but thank you so much for listening. As a little treat for launch, I have decided to release two episodes. So the next episode is up right now. So check that out. More content for your head top. You can follow the show on Twitter. So it's at Get to Know Pod. Instagram, it is at Get to Know Podcast underscore. Yo, hold tight, JR, this instrumental, bruv. This is Flames. My G. But yeah, man, that's me. See you next week. Shout out Larry David. Big up Jurgen Klopp. Rest in peace, Diego Maradona. And bless up, guys.